0: earners what's up look i want to give you all a little peek behind the curtain of producing earn your leisure it's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting it involves meticulous planning recording editing and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you and if you picked up any of our merch then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping running a podcast is like running a small business and speaking of business i know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce you understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. a free 60-day trial again that's shipstation.com promo code earn start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today
1: what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify
2: What's good? Let's get this going. Let's get this going. Put my brother nineteen keys on in a minute. <clears throat> What's the deal? First and foremost, thank all you guys for your support this year. It's been amazing. It's been an amazing run from the beginning of the year to now, but especially the last three months, man. We've done so much. Traveled all around the world, hit all major media outlets. So, you know, we don't take it for granted. So thank you guys so much. Appreciate everybody spreading the word on us and everything that we had
3: going on this year. Yeah, what's up, man? What's up, what's up, what's up? Let me wipe off the...
2: My...
3: we live in vision. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah and I was just thinking to people man you know it's been a hell of a year for everything for all of us so um, definitely don't take the support of the people that have championed us from day one for granted don't take it lightly and um you know it's 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 a testament to the power of the people to see you know everybody rise in such a his historic manner in a very short period of time so extremely humble and experienced
3: I echo those same sentiments, man. It's been a, a beautiful run this year, a marathon, I should say, actually. It's been a beautiful marathon, and, and, and you all have made it possible. You know, it, you, you can stand and shout the truth all day long and educate people all day long, but if nobody there to listen, you ain't really getting the work done. So it's the people that make this possible.
2: That is a fact. That is a fact, my brother. All right, so let's get into this,
3: man. <laughs> <laughs> State of the culture, let's go
2: State of the culture <laughs> we, might show. we might have to make a show out of this
3: I think so, I think this, this is what The world needs, like we come in and dress The culture every so often But more often than not Yeah, yeah I think this is the fourth time that we did it
2: And um, It's always interesting, it's always new topics To talk about, it's always spirited Conversation So I felt like, you know, this A great time, end of the year, final call.
3: Oh, yeah, end of the year, only a week
2: left. That's it, man. End of the year, beginning of the new year. And, um, you know, we we did a lot of legendary things this year. Um, most recently, let's start it off here. Most recently, we were on Drink Chain. Shout out to Nori, shout out to DJ, shout
3: out to Nori, Shout shout
2: shout out to the family, shout out to the whole family. So that was a legendary situation. Four and a half hours.
3: <laughs> Yet, yeah, shout it over. out to the people that made it through.
2: Yes, watch it over the Christmas break. But this is extremely important because uh, you know I read a lot of these comments, and uh, you know some people thought that there was some level of issues between yourself and I uh, <laughs> on the on the programming. Um, I think it's important. To have a conversation about that, also because as we spoke about before, I don't think that people are used to to strong-minded people that may have different views on things. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's a problem, that there's an issue, that there's you know sneak dissing or beef. Like I literally talk to this guy every day, every single day. So, um, but like you said, as our culture. You know, conflict resolution is something that we lack. Just normal dialogue is something that we lack. Um, and it doesn't always mean there's a problem or there's a
3: fight. So I think that's, this is a good topic to, to start out on. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, we talk almost every day. I, mean, I probably talk to you probably more than anybody at this point. And, you know, it's especially important to talk to people who have differences in perspective. Right. And I believe that's probably why we talk so much because there's growth when you can have differences in perspective, but when you respect each other. Right. And I think that we live today in a time where people are always looking for somebody to reinforce their beliefs. Right. And that's because a lot of people are not comfortable with their belief system and what they actually believe because people are kind of getting secondhand beliefs now. You've seen an opinion on social media, but you never actually thought for yourself. We both have strong opinions because of our experiences, which shape our perspectives. But when I listen to my brother, oh, let me go ahead and set this down. It's this getting hot. When I listen to my brother Rashad, man, I listen to him because he has a perspective and an experience um, and, and wisdom and knowledge, right, that I respect. So I'm not listening. You know, or, or or, as they say, when you listen to somebody, you wait to speak. No, I'm listening to listen. I'm actively listening because I, I respect his mind, right? And I know that what he's done with his mind, he's shown a level of success and an example of that success. So, therefore, when we don't drink champs or we anywhere, that really is the power of how men are supposed to be able to speak. You understand me? Like, we can joke with each other. We can have differences of perspective. But that doesn't go beyond that intellectual realm. That's building, right? And so a lot of people are used to, once they're done having a intellectual build and they're on two sides of a difference, now they're in their emotions. But no, it's no in their emotions. We go to dinner right afterwards and then we have a conversation about, you know, what were the dynamics in that conversation and that helps create more growth. And so you really have to take everything we do as an example of how men are supposed to move how intellectual bills are supposed to happen and how you're actually getting two sides of a coin to make sure that we attack all perspectives, which cover all people. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, once again, that's extremely important because it's like,
2: we're so conditioned to think problems. That's the first thing is like problem, problem. Shout out to Joe button episode out right now. And I love Joe, 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 that's my God. Like I love Joe, the Pop Father. Uh oh. He said something during the episode that was interesting. He's like, um, every time I see y'all, I'm I'm waiting for it to happen, and I'm like, what you mean? He's like, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I'm like, what you mean? So I understood what he meant. He meant he's waiting for dissension. Mm. He's, for, you know, like within the ranks, somebody you know coming out and there's beef and there's issues, and he's like, it's it's only a matter of time. It's gonna happen, and I'm like
3: but is it only is it does it have to happen like it no, don't <laughs> like I'm saying. as part of the shift like it not happening it, and and then you got to think about it like you know I'd have been in many different type of relationships and partnerships in business realm and you know working to put people on and creating camaraderie and collaboration but you know all of our current collaboration relationship and build is after that so it's the experience that I learned from that. And I take that with me. I don't look at it like, Oh, now I can't do business with nobody. It's like, no, I take that wisdom and that reflection of the past lessons. And I take that growth and we build on from there. Right. And me, myself, and, and you just like myself, you can have relationships. You're the type of person that's going to know everybody, even if everybody don't know everybody. So you can be the person that plays the middle role where it's like, bro, what's going on with this? This ain't even that serious. You understand me? And I'm that same type of person. The people that I connect don't always know each other, but I have a relationship with them, right? And that comes from me. I got, you know, six brothers, right? Two sisters growing up in a big family and and, and growing up in the streets. I've always been used to being in large groups, right? Gangs of people or being in a brotherhood within a nation. And so I've never had an issue of getting along with people. So you all may see me moving with different, you know, people of different walks of life, but I can put on many different crowns because I'm empathetic and I have understanding and I'll operate from a place of pure ego. You understand me? And I'm confident in who I am. So, you know, Rashad can try to be as fly as me as he wants to, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to put that crown on and I'm going to drip down on him. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh... <laughs>
2: You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> let's, let's look about this. Shout out to him, 500 on the check-in. I see him, 500. Yeah, shout out to him,
3: five.
2: I feel like this year was a year of collaboration. Like, we've been collaborating with everybody from the beginning, but this year we really collaborated with a variety of different people in a real way. Yes, show, high-level conversations, collaboration, went out of this world, went crazy. Used yes. Millions and millions and millions and millions of views. Of course, we've always been doing stuff together since Mark and Monday. You know, we did Matt, we Royal Albert Hall, which was ourselves, you, Ian, Wall Street Trapper, MG the Mortgage Guy, um, and then a bunch of people from London, Seb the Mortgage Guy, Patricia Bright and all that. So I feel like <clears throat> working together and collaborating is something that is not really optional. It's really mandatory, especially if you're trying hmm. to get Level. And that's why I always try to tell people like, you can get rich by yourself, but you can't get wealthy by yourself. Mm. You could kind of get rich by accident, like if you're a really talented person and it's like you know you hit the right lick and you meet the right person and you know you're a star. But so many people in our culture are one-offs. They are all one-offs. They got one successful show, mm. they got one thing. They they themselves have become stars. So it's like our goal from is to create an ecosystem. So Talk about that as far as, like, really trying to take it to the next level of business, but just the culture in general to really starting to hit those billion-dollar valuations. That's the kind of conversation that I'm into now in 2023 is, like, billion-dollar valuations, hundreds, right. of hundreds of dollars, different things of that nature. So it's, like, the only way that we can really do that is if we work together. There's really no other option.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I've always thought about that billion-dollar mark, right? Because I believe that, you know, um, every, all of our peers that we know talk about, you know, the million-dollar mark. The million-dollar mark has already became an achievable thing. The $10 million mark has become an achievable thing. You know, $100 million really wouldn't be the goalpost. It would have to be a billion because what you can do with 10, right, what you can do 100. But what we want to look at is the combined total equity, right of us coming together. You know, I was looking at an equation and it was giving a breakdown about human capital, right? And they say that if Black America's total net worth uh is 1.6 trillion dollars, then what is the human capital worth? And the human capital should be 5 to 10 next that based on experience, based on intellectual property, based on ideas, based on spirit, based on, you know, skills, inventions, innovation, brain trust All of those different things go into it. So we look at the 1.6 trillion, right? That's low hanging fruit because it's decentralized. It's not an actual, you know, um, a a, a commodified number that we can say, well, this would have looked like if we actually had a concerted effort to increase that number by 10x. So, you know, when you're talking about evaluations, if we have a spending power of 1.6 trillion, then if we can 10x that, then we most likely have 10 or 20. A, a trillion dollars worth of value just within black America. So now let's take a look at media, right? Cause you had Joe button on, he said, he turned down $20 million, right? Black media, I, I made the statement that black America's attention is worth $1.6 trillion, right? That's why everybody fight for our attention. If we aren't ignorant and we get educated and we automatically stop, we change our spending habits, right? So that's money out of somebody else's pockets, just because we're no longer operating from a low level of ignorance. Now, our disunity. What is our disunity worth, right? So, our lack of collaboration, what is the value of that to somebody else's community? Well, if these brothers start working with each other and they start building with each other and they start speaking with each other, then guess what? We can't pay them low no more. Right, we talked about this. That you know, if you have it desegregated like how rappers were when they was getting different deals, and nobody know what their deal structure is. Now, when you want to go get a deal, you don't have a, a standard for negotiation, right? So that disunity and that lack of communication—that's worth a lot to somebody that wants to take advantage, or somebody that just want to lowball, right? Because you have no reason to give a higher price point because people don't know they value. So then you say, okay, well, what does the collaboration work? Collaboration means that you got to get your true value now, right? Because you're going to automatically increase your value. Just us doing a collaboration, whatever we can do on our own, you understand me, is going to be that. But whatever we do together, that's an automatic 10x. I ain't gonna say a 2x. You understand me? Because it increases value because you have new variables. These brothers are unified, right? They're going to share a network. They're going to share collaboration. They're going to share audience. They're going to share marketing. They're going to share the ideas. Right, so now it's a mastermind, it's access that you can normally not get on your own. So when the outside world looks at it, they say, well damn, the evaluation that I had them at first, I have to readjust now. Now you're connecting with, you know, we did a collaboration with Chico, right? Those evaluations that were at first just increased. Well, earlier this year, I didn't have a high level conversation show. Now I have a high level conversation show. The media and the attention just increase, right? You all were just on, um, what was that show you were just on? Um, Today, Good morning, America. Yesterday, shout out to uh, Fat Joe. Yesterday's price is not today's <laughs> price. You <laughs> understand me? But we're not, we're not the previous generation. The OGs are fighting and talking amongst each other and talking at each other instead of talking with each other. We are a generation that talk with each other. Just that communication alone is worth a billion dollars. The goal of it is that it's a potential billion. So now it is our responsibility to say, how do we quantify that potential billion, turn it into projects within our Rolodex, we probably can reach everybody in culture, right? And people outside of culture as well. So now we're combining our context. Now we're having conversations with each other. Now we're in the same room and we say that, listen, you know, I can leverage your arm of media for here. I can leverage your business brilliance over here. I can leverage your contacts over here, right? So now you start to increase that pot of value every time we throw something else in there. So we already worth a billion. The question is, is how do we withdraw it? And we're going to withdraw it by creating, you know, a system, right, and a framework so that we can actually pull it out the system, pull it out of reality. You understand me? And so our collaboration is is, is really worth way more than billions because – You know, when you talk about being able to influence Black America, being able to influence the world, sorry, not just Black America. We got Asians, we got Latinos, we got the people out of London, we got the whole diaspora, we got people all over the planet Earth that tap into what we have, and education is worth more than entertainment. So whatever you look at as, you know, uh, um, the value of uh, an entertainer is, our value is 10X that, because what we're doing is a positive what we're doing is creating social change. It's not a distraction. So not only is it from a standpoint of business more valuable, but from a personal standpoint, just you viewing us, you getting more value. Just the world tapping into us, we're adding more social change and value to the world. Yeah, you bring up a good point. And um, the thing about it is, like you said, a
2: lot of the, um, the OGs, like we really setting in blueprint, and that's the whole thing. Like nobody's doing what we're doing. Nobody in any space, in music space, and there's nobody doing what we're doing. And especially in the podcast space, I don't like to use the word podcast, but there's no other word to really use. So I'll just say the podcast space is, is, is so crazy because like, you think about, like, all of, like, the top black podcasts, and a lot of them, most of them are, are, are friends of ours or were friends of ours at one point, and I've spoken to pretty much all of them. And, you know, I ask them questions, like, how much is your deal? How many downloads do you get per month? I'm not asking them to become nosy. I'm asking them so we all have information that empowers all of us because now we have more room to to leverage. It's like imagine LeBron James not knowing what Steph Curry gets paid. That becomes extremely difficult for him to negotiate a contract. So my whole thing is like why don't we have a summit where we all come together, all the top shows, and we talk about how much are you charging for ads, how much is your deal over here, how much is your – and they didn't tell me the number. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> that, 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 they be that, talking all of that black shit man you know, listen <laughs> they talk all that shit
2: when it's how much are you making they didn't tell me they didn't tell me so it's like oh man so
3: like,
2: this is this this is the kind of shit that nobody see this is what we up against and it's like all that exterior that's all fake that's all facade Saying you're helping somebody, you know, you're not. You're really not, because I'm trying to get information out of you so we could all fucking empower each other so you so you stop getting raped by these corporations, and it's still a crab in a barrel where you're still looking over your shoulder like you in the street, like oh he got your hands. The people that got your hands in your pockets is the corporations that's That's taking advantage. Maybe if we had some level of fucking unity, we could we could stop the
3: nonsense. That's a fact. Yo, you told me at the beginning of the year, I asked y'all about your numbers and you was transparent. You're like, yo, we doing this many. And I looked at y'all's show as a hit show. So I used that as a benchmark for my own and I wasn't hitting those numbers, but I was close to it. And a few of my shows that I had running at the time, and it was completely disorganized. Right? So it gave me a vision to be like, damn, if that's what they was doing, and I'm so glad you shared that information. It gave me a vision on what I could possibly do if I got organized, I was consistent I put money behind it, I put a production behind it, and I took it serious. And so that gave me the faith and confidence to say, well, now I'm about to go execute and put mine together because I didn't even know I was close to creating a hit, right? And so just that small bit of sharing information with each other and having levels of transparency with each other rather than trying to hide nothing because what they be hiding is nothing, right? We like, we, we, we done with the fake OGs, Right, Because during my time, and it may be different for y'all, I don't have no OGs that ever call me and give me advice for shit. And I ask people for advice. And they still don't take the bait and give no assistance or help almost whatsoever. You understand me? I literally say, bro, you know, in case you got some advice, some information, or some game that you can give to a younger man, here's my number. I'm wide open for it. You understand me? But it don't exist because I grew up always saying – Oh geez, instead of them helping me, they always looked at me as competition. Right? And unfortunately, we at this same stance where people look at each other as competition instead of an opportunity to assist each other. Right? Like man, we playing on the same team. You think we on different teams, but we not. It's just we on the same team, but y'all don't even fucking realize it. Right? So imagine being in a in a basketball game with people that's on the same team, but they won't pass you the ball. Like, my assistance helped you win the championship. You understand me? And so we're at that stance right now where a lot of these older guys, and it's not like a young versus old, but it's the older mentality that they have, not understanding that it's more valuable sharing information than it is hoarding it. It's more value giving transparency and giving game because we elevate the entire industry, right? And it gives us more power as gatekeepers to decide what the value is. Right, rather than allowing somebody else to decide it, and then them underpaying you because of the lack of communication, the lack of a uh, 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 unity, and they can easily see it. They have a conversation with one person, and they can tell you they didn't talk to the other person. You're right. So they like, oh, we gonna offer you this low lowball number. Well, shit, he must not have known what we just offered his partner. You understand me? <laughs> because he would have never took that. But shit, we gonna try him anyway. So they know we not communicating, and they know a lot of that you know, a, a, a fake talk that they see on the internet is just entertainment, right? But the reality of it is when you get some young cats like us, man, we don't mind sharing the numbers. Like i talked talk to him, i talked talk to Rashad, and I get real numbers, like real breakdowns. You understand me? I'm like, ooh, okay. So that put the vision in my head. That put my will spinning. But even more than that, willing to collaborate with each other, It don't be no ego shit be like, bro, I got to connect. I'm going to share this with you. Why? Because we already know we're going to do more together than alone. You understand me? Like, it ain't no reason that I I, I would hoard any information from Rashad or anybody else in the space if you just ask. Sometimes we're afraid to ask each other because we don't want to reveal what we don't know. And then that's a big issue as well. Being ignorant for a moment is better than being ignorant for a lifetime. You understand me? So the moment that you ask the question, you reveal your ignorance for a moment, but you're educated forever once you get the answer. And so we got to stop being afraid of showcasing our ignorance, you understand me, to, in, in order for us to get enlightened. I think in 2023, like,
2: I really want to just change. I feel like we've changed culture a few times already, but really want to just change it again and get away from it everything that we've, we've glorized, glamorized for such a long period of time. Like, even, like, you know how people do, like, um they do location shoots. Like, they'll go to, like, um the hood of New Orleans, or they'll go to, like, the hood of uh, Mississippi or the hood of L.A. Like, any hood is, like, yo, we doing, like, you know those, like, DVDs back in the days, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hood
3: the Hood was one of
2: them. Yeah, and they still doing that. And it's, like, yo, we in the trenches of Cleveland, Ohio. I'm not showing you no trenches. Like we're gonna show you like we're gonna go to East Africa. I'm gonna show you like yeah. India. Like know what I'm saying, like we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the most crazy places in the world and show you the highest level of luxury because it's like what that does is just constantly bring you back to just negativity and nonsense. It's like if one of two things. Either you're in either you're in that situation, why would you wanna be reminded of something that you're in? Right. Or either you're not in that situation and you're looking at that for entertainment. But why would you want to be entertained by somebody else's misery? Mm. Either way, we got to eliminate that. All that is dead. We're not even doing that. Like, I'm not. Like, what what benefit does it serve? Because it's not like you're saying you're in that neighborhood for any positive reason. You're in it to be like, yo, this is the trenches. Mm-hmm. They just got shot. This is where... Little old dog just got locked up last week. I'm gonna bring you to the Chinese store with the glass in the window, and you gotta put your money through, and it's exciting. It's like, nah, that's not it. We're not supporting that. We're not doing that no more. Like, everything is changing in 2023. We're gonna change the whole, the whole. Aspect everything, cause what happens is what we do in America translates all over the world. So when you go to London, and it's like they doing their videos in the hood and bricks, and they doing their videos in the hood and hackney and they want to show the worst areas possible. And then when you go to Nigeria, and they want to show the worst areas in Nigeria, it's like my hood is worse than your hood, and the hoods in America is not worse than the hoods in Jamaica. It's like it's a race to the bottom, right? It's literally a race to the bottom, and we're the only people that glorify having the worst environment like it's like you are embarrassed if your environment is not the worst like having the worst environment is not a badge of honor. so all all of that all of that got to be reworked and it's something that hip-hop culture is just repeating itself over and over again so it's up it's up to us to change the narrative on that and then they just gotta follow what we're doing
3: and and that's key what you said and that makes me think about toxic blog culture, you understand me? Because that glorification and that capitalism capitalizing on our oppression is what it is, right? Like the hoods anywhere throughout the world is the reality of systematic oppression, right? It is, you know, um, the result of a people going through oppression being an economic oppression, social oppression, and not having a proper education, not having proper you know, exposure and not being in the right environments and all of that is a system. And so when you go and you glorify, you're glorifying oppression. So the way that people become, your your thugism, your gangsterism, your mannerisms, the way you speak, the way you move, the way you think, the way you dress is a result of oppression. It's not a result of you being free. Not a result of you being in a liberating environment with the proper education and the proper tools and resources and a great family dynamic and you not having these systems consistently, you know, on top of your head. So by glorifying that, you're helping the oppressor, you know, keep the oppressed oppressed by not helping them realize that this is oppression in the first place. So you're getting them to find pride in oppression. You understand me? And so what we're doing is the counter agent to that. Like, no let's expose you to the world don't you know you can jump on a yes you can do another uh, uh um another show in atlanta if you want to but you can also do one in, in london if you want to why not why not globalize yourself right like you talk about people not having a proper financial education that's all across the world you understand me like you you want to have pride in your neighborhood that's fine if it's a neighborhood but if it's a hood there's nothing to be prideful of it because what you're taking pride of the oppressive conditions that you were grown up in and you're looking at the, the, the socioeconomic status of a people and instead of trying to rise above it, right, you relish in it and you want to be the biggest man, you understand me, at the bottom. That's not how it's supposed to work. So what you're saying is key because by exposing our people, we expand their mindset, right? And so when they become expensive, oh, the block you are in, in, in trouble. You understand me? Now, spiritual world actually had to put some shit that's spiritual on there then. You understand me? I'm just saying to use that as an example, right? <laughs> so once you elevate the people, now they're like, wait a minute, man, I just seen Rashad. And what's called? You're trying to get me to be impressed by this. But what they showing me is actually real. They just showed me how to educate yourself and take yourself out of certain condition. Man, I'm not impressed by what's going on with uh, uh, Tory Lanez and Meg Stallion. I'm not waiting on that verdict. I'm busy, you understand, me putting together my plan for 2023 so I can actually increase my net worth. So we got a court that's waiting on, you know, a, a one case in America that seemingly doesn't have any value of somebody getting shot in the foot while there's people getting shot and killed every single day from a lack of proper education that's creating criminality that's destroying neighborhoods and families. And you want to utilize that so that it's a case that pits black men and women against each other when well, that's the entertainment industry so what's the reality is that that you shouldn't even have as many details in your head to even care about that case because go ask somebody who you know that is top-tier intelligent educated billionaire decamillionaire that is smart as hell they don't fucking know the details of that case they don't really don't. because it don't matter to them and their reality and to their goals and black america got to have information and knowledge in their head that is direct correlation to your your your, your, your wealth Right, direct that's, correlation to your freedom. That's what, that's what I'm trying to,
2: it's frustrating. Like I'm trying, like people, they like, you're talking down to people lately that like, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to help you, I'm trying to help you. Because you gotta understand, a few years ago, like I was trying to figure it out myself. It's not like I was like had, you know, millions of dollars. Like I'm trying to figure it out myself. We figured it out. Mm. And we're still figuring it out. But it's like, it's a blessing to be able to talk to Don Peebles. He's a billionaire. Talk your talk. For two hours. It's a blessing to be able to talk to Robert Smith for an hour and a half. It's a blessing to be-
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: Like, you know, you know the common denominator in all of these different conversations? I promise you, nothing about Megan the Stallion's case came up one time. <laughs> I'm, 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 being, I'm being so honest with you, I'm keeping it a thousand. I'm keeping it a thousand. Not one detail of gonna, it, it wasn't talked about. Wasn't, not one time. And it's like, the disappointment in this blog culture has to be, has to be. We have to keep saying it because you guys that's running these blogs are doing the devil's work because you put. This is like the biggest thing since O.J. Like you put in every single day. I don't even know how you get this information. But every single day there's a new detail, there's a new witness, there's a, and it's interesting. And there's so many people that's engaged in it daily and they're watching and I'm trying to, I'm trying to help. We haven't got through to you yet. I'm telling you from a perspective. I'm trying to help you. Really, had conversations with billionaires. That's really out here. That's really getting to it. And they're talking about so many different things. And I'm getting educated on so many different things. And my viewpoint on the world is changing because I'm getting educated. And I'm trying to educate you by the education that I'm getting. And you're giving me you're giving me pushback on it. It's not a it's not a debate and I'm not trying to belittle anybody, but it's like it's like a mountain. You, when you can't see the other side of the mountain, you only have the one side that you see. It's like a shaded mountain. You think the whole world is just shaded. When mm. you go to the top, and then you can actually see, it's like, yo, this is a rainforest, and it's and there's rainbows, and there's cattle, and it's like, yo, this is crazy over here. You just gotta, all you gotta do is go over the mountain, and you That's can a fact. And they trying to fight with me, To go over the mountain. Eventually what happens is that you go over the mountain and you never come back. Now I understand it. I understand it now because it's like when you go over the mountain, this is why people don't come back. This is why they don't come back because when they come back, they're getting pushed back and they're getting ridiculed by the people that they're actually trying to help.
3: That's a fact. Why would you come back? You know, I mean, and, and, and shout out to most of us that do, I think most you gotta realize, and this is why I give a lot of credit to a lot of people don't even know that they're pro black, but it's because, you know, there's like this identity of like, yo, you gotta be this super conscious brother with a hotel hat on and all of this stuff. No, it's just the fact that you get information and you come back and give it to your people. You understand me? And you don't have to, because once you get to a certain level of education in this world and we live in capitalist environments, you can literally figure out how to get money. You understand me utilizing your mind once you get a certain level of intelligence and you don't have to ever give back. You don't have to ever come back. You don't have to ever see nobody black. So I always give credit to those who do it because it's like, yo, you do it and you don't have to, especially knowing that it's an uphill battle. You know, I was always taught it's easy to lead people in the wrong direction. It's hard to lead them in the right. Right. And so I was looking at this video and we'll post it on my page and it shows these ticks. These ticks are in this jar. First, they're jumping around all kind of crazy, right? Then they put the lid on the jar. Now the ticks are only jumping to a certain height. So what they do is they remove the jar, and the programming of the ticks stay exactly the same. It looks like they're in a jar still, but there's no longer any glass ceilings. There's no longer any, you know, uh, uh, um, boundaries for them. And what happens is their children are now engineered with that same behavior, and they can't even change it. Right, So what you all don't even realize that a lot of the boundaries and the feelings that you have and a lack of faith and belief and the moves that you make is because it's generational and it's tradition. Your mother watched the same BS that you watch on the news, watched the same gossip conditioning that you have. You watched it, was reared into it, and now you're trying to reprogram yourself out of it. We are a generation that has so much information at hand. I mean, it's, it's information overload has turned into information exhaustion. Right, the information now makes us tired because we got so much. We don't know what the fuck to do with it at this point, right? And so now we're at this point where, when I talk about the the the, the focus things, like, you know, the devil want to keep you distracted because you are powerful ass people. If you ever get focused, right, you can manufacture and manifest anything into reality. And I'm talking about just with a little bit of focus. Just give us 20% more focus. So going into this. You know and i don't even like to call it a new year because we know the reality of it is life is about cycles it's not about going into 2023 but when we talk about fiscal years and quarter one then that's when you get set up today is the 22nd the 22nd is a shift in daylight and, and nighttime hours so we go through different cycles that don't even realize the change but we in the winter cycle this is the time as if it was a bear a bear go hibernate keep his energy because he know that this is not my time i done hunted all, all all year long I ate and I filled up my stomach, now I'm gonna relax. And when spring come back around, I'm back outside hunting. Black people in America, winter is not our best season. I told Rashad this before, we should move black history month to June. You understand me? Because that's when we absorb in the sun, our energy is at its highest. And that's when we really go celebrate us. And we really go put things into action and focus. We only get one day in June and that's Juneteenth, right? But when you don't even realize that, you know, you're operating against yourself, Because you're a melanated being and you go through seasons of, you know, sunlight deficiency. So therefore you get seasonal depression and they're getting you to buy things that you don't need to make yourself feel better. You're being played because they know your nature and you don't know yourself. So somebody said, I didn't know it was that deep. It's always that deep. Otherwise it's shallow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Talk to me, Rashad. Talk to me.
2: (laughs) poetry it's always that deep unless it's shy. i like that i like that i have to steal that i have to steal that. shout out to toby on a check-in one of my favorite yeah, artists who's changing the narrative and hold is on a- hold on grammy nominated toby grammy nominated and he's a fashion icon too i saw him in a milan fashion oh, welcome to the club brother oh <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the club that is a fact you know you know you bring up a good point and it's so much stuff that we don't even realize that it's so much trauma. And you know, it's so crazy. Um, I think it was Wall Street Trap, but this was a few years ago. And uh, we was in one of my friend's house, and he was in New York, and it was uh, Christmas around this time, and it was uh, in Brooklyn. And um, he was talking to he. Had, it was a camera woman. He asked her a question. With her. she was like real, like snarky with him, kind of like, had an attitude. And he was like, "Yo, like." He said something to the effect, like, yo, everybody out here got an attitude, like, and um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, don't mind, uh, she's from Brooklyn, don't worry. No disrespect for me, anybody from Brooklyn. But I'm like, I'm like, she's from Brooklyn, like that's just how Brooklyn people are. And then I had to think about it, and I'm like, just for me to even rationalize that mm-hmm. there's certain levels of dysfunction, but then I have to start to think about it. And it's like if it's 30 degrees. And you're living in a, a thousand square foot apartment and you're paying twenty nine hundred dollars for that apartment what that is not even really functional. And you gotta take the train with a hundred other people and it's gray skies. That starts to change that the way that you actually think of life. And it was crazy for me. Like I didn't when I moved to Florida, I went to prep school in Florida, right? So being in New York my whole life. And then at 17, 18 years old, I go to Florida. And it was bugged out when I heard people say, no ma'am, yes, sir. How are you? <laughs> good, good morning. And it was like, I didn't really know how to take the good morning. Then I'm realizing, like, damn, like, we really are dysfunctional. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that was weird to me. But then I also realized being in Florida, it's sunny, it's 70 degrees. You got, it's open. It's flat land. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're thinking better, you're in a, just a more peaceful, it's a pool. It's actually a pool right. in November. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it just changes the whole way that you think about things. So it's like getting out of your environment a lot of times is extremely important. And actually doing some anal- analytical work on yourselves because seasonal depression is a real thing. And, and the environment is a real thing as well. Especially living in like urban environments where most black people live in cities or very close to cities. So that's not done by accident. That's done by design. And that was done early because they had, that's where the work was. So they had to go there. But why is the work only in the cities, right? So now they keep you in a close quarter. They keep mm-hmm. you in a type of mentality. They keep you in bad weather. And ultimately, that all plays a part in your mental conditioning. And you don't really realize it until you get out of it. When I went to Hawaii, I went to school in Hawaii, and it was the first time I ever saw stars. And it it was like, little stuff like that like can change your whole life, because I'm just looking at the stars. and I had always studied Orion's belt, but I actually saw Orion's belt, which that was taken from Egypt, but that's a whole different story. But I'm seeing all these constellations, and I'm seeing a star, I'm seeing all these stars, and it's just like, I never saw stars. Not in that capacity. And I'm like, right. I never saw the ocean like have waves, like. I didn't know that the ocean could have 20-foot waves. So just being in tune with nature, it just changed my whole my whole aura. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, really just more calm, more laid back. Mm-hmm. Because now you realize that you're just a small speck in this, in this universe. So I say that to say, like, we really, as people, got to start thinking like that. And that's why going back to not highlighting the ghetto and not highlighting the trenches, like, We've done that enough. There's enough movies, there's enough rap videos, there's enough social media posts that highlight that. If you're interested in learning about that type of environment, you can either A, visit it for yourself, or you can just go on YouTube, and there's a plethora of different archive uh, historical videos that will document that very well. But we're going to document a whole different story. We're going to go to Africa, yeah. America, Europe, Asia. We're going to go all over, and we're going to show you a whole different part of life because
3: it's important. It's important to not only our growth, it's important to your growth. That's a fact. Yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> growing up, I remember my family used to get together. We would watch, you know, travel shows. We would watch home improvement shows. We would watch all of these different things. And now when you look at TV, you know, all you get is, is gossip and bickering and crime shows now. Like, even the programming has changed so much. Like, there's no more family programming really anymore. You understand me? There's nothing where you really sitting down with your family and you're exploring the plains of Africa, right? And people are sitting down or we used to sit down with the family. We'll watch, you know, a person get their whole life redecorated or something of that nature. And it'll give us vision of what was possible, things that we can see in reality. I feel like we are the new history channel. We're the new travel channel, right? And now we have the new financial channel. We get to add these things back. Right, because they've been missing so long, and so now there's this generation of people they got their children watching us. You understand me? Like they sit in there with their children, and their children know our names. And so now they get to watch us, and we get to curate the right content for them. Right, the right pictures for them, the right amount of exposure. Like you said, something key about being in nature, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very naturist person. Like, and sometimes I forget because we, you know we so busy. You know, being disconnected from the earth, meaning that we always got shoes on. We never touch the ground. We always in the air. We always on the move. You know, and sometimes you can be so busy in the clouds. I remember Walker Flocker told me this at Revolt. He said, be careful. they keep you in the clouds and you'll forget about the dirt. You'll forget about the roots. You understand me? And you have to remember the reason you started. That's the roots. That keeps you grounded in who you are and your purpose in the first place. But the clouds is the busyness. That's the life. That's the damn. I'm just doing this and doing this. I forgot what I was doing it for. I'm so goddamn busy. So, you know, sun, moon, and stars, if you take time out to view the sun, I believe it's 15 to 30 minutes a day. It resets your whole circadian rhythm. So you now are secreting melatonin at the right time. It's decreasing stress. You get a deeper sleep. You understand me at nighttime, go tap into the moon. The moon has a sway on your whole entire body. Just by being in connection with the sun and the moon cycles, Like you said, just ponder upon the stars. Allow your brain to just release, to think about nothing, and then just tap into some universal sight. This as human beings, a person probably couldn't tell you the last time they looked at a cloud or looked at a tree or or, or gazed in the sun or looked at some stars. Like We're so disconnected from nature and the essence of reality. And we talk about being spiritual. You understand me? But you ain't took a walk in a park in, in, in a whole year. Talking about you, spiritual, because you got some some cards, some uh, tarot cards. You understand me with the sun on there? Like, come on, man, that's not how we're supposed to operate. We beautiful black beings of melanated shades and you know higher level connections. So you got to tap in because, unfortunately, you know I've seen the, the what happened with the brother Twitch. You seen that brother? That brother always had a smile on his face, and you know we have black men specifically had the worst mental health of all people in America. Now, that should not be the case, right? But what that tells you is that these environments that we are in, these artificial environments, these oppressed environments, they are not formed in ways, and our upbringing in society and what we eat are not formed in ways where we can have spiritual success. You can gain financial success. That brother had a hit show. He had a wife. He had children. He was known around the world. He had money. You can gain financial success in America and live the so-called American dream. But if you don't have that spiritual success on your side where it's connected to your values and your purpose of who you are and, and, and at night, when you're sitting alone by yourself, you're going to be drained and you're going to feel like shit and you're not going to be happy. So like what we're doing, even showcasing going around the world, you know, that's spiritual fulfillment for me. You understand me? The good that we do and we do free shows and stuff, that's fear, spiritual fulfillment for me. Sitting there listening to the people give testimonial about the work, that's spiritual fulfillment. That keeps me fulfilled where I can do this work forever. So, you know, we go going to get money because you know, we live in America and we got that money to get and we got a billion out there with our name on it. A couple of them. You understand me? But at the same time, we have to replenish our spiritual billionaire cup at the same time.
2: Yeah, and um, it's extremely important to all aspects of life in order. Um, And even, you know, just going back to the mental health thing, it's a very real, it's a real conversation. And um, there's different levels of of people that are struggling with with mental situations from seasonal depression, that's a mental situation, to being bipolar, to being schizophrenic, you know, to having, you know, deep depression, to have mild depression. Like, it's a variety of different things. And that conversation, I think, really needs to be explained uh, to people a lot. Cause I think people have a high level of sensitivity to it. Um, even with the Yay situation, like, you know, I just feel like people don't really have a uh, sensitivity for something unless they actually experience it or they know somebody that experienced it. But it's a real situation. And it's crazy that people don't really even think that it's real. They like, well, that's not an excuse. Right. It actually it is, is. <laughs> it's actually a perfect excuse. Like it can be an excuse for murder. <laughs> like so It makes, a, it makes a, when I when I hear people say that it's just it's triggering. When they like, yo, I don't want to have my mental illness, that's not an excuse. It's actually a perfect excuse. It's actually a perfect excuse. If you're not in your right mental state of mind. You can't make sense out of nonsense. It's like you trying to argue with somebody that's not mentally stable, and you're trying to, like, have a rational conversation with them, and then you're mad because they're not, having a ra- they're not supposed to have a rational conversation with you. They're not mentally stable. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. That's a fact. And it's like, by not having the sensitivity and not having the understanding for it, that's actually making it worse because what it's doing is making it a stigma. Now people don't want to have – they don't want to get help. They don't want to accept that they have something that might be wrong with them. Society is going to look at them different. So words are very powerful. So just be careful when you speak, because it's like, you might think oh, I only got a thousand followers. Well, a thousand people is a lot of people. Like just think of okay. what was in front of your house right now. That's a lot of people, right? So just be careful with your platform. Cause everybody always tell influencers or celebrities, like, yo, y'all got a platform or you have a platform, you have a platform also. So what's your responsibility? And this goes back to like what I was saying about Dion. It's like, yeah, we we love to pass the buck and be like, well, these people got influence. Well, you have influence. You're like, well, my influence is not as big as your influence. Well, my influence is not as big as Kim Kardashian's influence. I still have an influence. (laughs) It's like we could keep passing the buck all day. (laughs) like there's always going to be somebody that has a higher level of influence. There's always going to be somebody that has more followers. But what does that have to do with your following and your influence? And I think like if so many people, if, if people started to really think like that and really started to look at themselves in that light, then they would be more careful of what they say because we, we live in a culture now where people just feel so comfortable saying anything. And I always say, especially to men, I get more disappointed with men than women because mm-hmm. I, don't, I can never understand, you have a mental illness if you're a grown man and you take time to write on a post on a person that you never met in life and you're writing three different paragraphs on that post, and then you're responding to somebody on that post, and you haven't paid your light bill. You have a mental illness. You're not mentally stable. If you're doing some silly shit like that, I've never seen, I don't know how to do that. I don't person. I don't know.
3: Robert Smith's not doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not doing yo, that. <laughs> hey, y'all, these people really do be having some. I, you know, that's one thing I know 100% for sure. A lot of you all have mental issues, and you're not dealing with it. <laughs> The the comments I see are I seen a brother that was arguing in the comments telling me, telling other people I'm not from Oakland. He was like, I ain't got no pictures with him. He ain't from Oakland. (laughs) And I just had to laugh. It's like, now for me to respond to that would make me have mental issues. (laughs) Because now I would be responding to somebody's delusion versus me actually knowing the reality. right? So it's like, somebody trying to tell you the sun don't exist while they're shining on your face. It's like, come on, brother. I'm not even going to have that argument. Right. One's reality and one's complete delusion. So it lets me know that there's something off in the mind. And so unfortunately, especially since we have large platforms now, you know, there's, there's so many people that we get. And when you talk about the percentage of people that do have mental illness, that's going to be a percentage of our following. Right. And so I'm sympathetic and empathetic to that of just being cognitive of the fact that, yo, you know, I, I'm not mad at you because, you know, you just may be walking around undiagnosed. You may be just looking for attention. And I might not have that attention for you, but it's like a child that acts out. You know, that's, that's the only way you can get your parents' attention or society's attention. You go act wild. So, you know, a lot of times they treat us like they OG, they treat us like they pops, you understand me? Because they may have not had a father that challenges them. They now have a father that sit them down and get them straight. So I get that. You understand me? But you got to understand, I can't always deal with my kids. I'm busy. You understand me? (laughs) So, (laughs) like, you (laughs) got to relax. But
2: there's also also some level of ground rules. Like, this state of the culture, right? So there's some level of ground rules that has to be laid for the culture. Because part of it is, is mental illness, but also part of it is just there's no level of ground rules that were set for for these people to follow so it's like when i see men arguing with women on social media we when i see men comment and going back and forth whether gun is a snitch or not and then like yo i just did eight years in jail so i know the paperwork and then they going back like yo it's just like part of it is because the culture has become so freely just anything is anything is permissible anything is permissible there's there's no boundaries and everybody just feels so comfortable speaking and this is why like if you ever been around i don't really it's ironic because i talk for a living but i'd rather not speak because it's like i don't always have something to say and i don't want to just talk just for the sake of talking like i'd rather actually listen observe if i have something i need to say i'll say it but for the most part i'm not really into just speaking so it's like So many people just get so comfortable just speaking online. It's like diarrhea of the mouth. So I feel like that's because they they weren't taught that if you don't have anything really insightful to say, it's probably better to err on the side of not speaking.
3: That's a fact. I've, I've learned to, you know, especially when it comes to communication, you have to understand words were never meant for lies, words were never meant for entertainment, words were never meant for idle conversation, right? Like when human beings was developing their ability to communicate, it wasn't so that they could gossip, right? It was based on survival of them trying to get messages quicker to each other, because at first they were doing sign language and drawing symbols and doing all this sorts of thing. And you know, it was a point in time in history where every man couldn't speak language, right? Everybody couldn't write. Everybody couldn't read, right? These were for the high-level thinkers. Now we're in a society where everybody has these skills. Everybody has access to information, and now people are just saying anything, right? i seen a – speaking of that, i seen a, a, a video. Where this girl was talking to these guys in a barbershop, and now they're talking about the, the gun of case. And she's talking about some oh, something happened to this baby mom and this, that, and the third. They're like, why do you think that? And she said, well, it's probably because of what he did to Rico. <laughs> and so they start. Before oh, Rico? They, they said, wait a minute. You know, Rico is not a person, right? But she was saying it with so much conviction that she just swears she knew what she was talking about. And before she got to that point, it almost sounded like she had a point. And you got to be so careful today because a fool can almost sound like a scholar and, until you give them enough room to talk and reveal themselves. Right, and some of you all are just revealing the fact that you're fools by talking too much. And so you have to learn how to shut up because you may get the grace of somebody believing that you're actually intelligent. And it is a sign of intelligence shutting up when you have nothing good to say. So that is a key, right? When you're moving about people, over talking is not good, especially if you don't have value. Yeah, you
2: don't, you don't, you don't have value. You don't. A lot of times, and it's like when you don't have value, no, you don't have There's some areas in life where I don't add value in, and I, I understand that. You speaking about aliens and stuff like that, I'm not a scholar when it comes to, to that subject. So
3: I would, Billy Carson, man.
2: would rather listen to Billy Carson to yourself. Like, I gotta listen to that. I gotta take in the information, I gotta study it. i rather, you know what I'm saying? I'd
4: rather,
2: yeah. rather that. But um, it's okay to not be an expert in everything in life. That's okay. That's okay. That's a fact. But moving into twenty twenty, this is going to be the year. Uh, it's been elevation, and it's been constant. You know, new things that's been added to the chapter with um with us. Um, and one of the things that you know, I really hate the most, because like I said, words are powerful, and um, some of you, some of you guys are are very um, uh, very um disrespectful with your words and uh it's not encouraging that's for sure and it's uh it's, uh, it's heartbreaking it's like cali said you put you break my heart you, break, <laughs> you really break my heart man you really do man because you just find any you just it's constant activity it's, it's actually heartbreaking. It's, heartbreaking it's
3: disappointing yo the comment section is dangerous sometimes uh, man. It's
2: disrespectful it's, it's extremely disappointing but yeah. i i respect most of the comments are encouraging most of the comments are encouraging some comments, some comments are discouraging, um, but we still elevate no matter what. So, you know,
3: Rashad, what I learned though is that this, is what I learned, this, this is y'all can take this with y'all take it to the bank, man. You might be able to cash in on this, you know, when the person, the goal is in, in life. If you're doing marketing and branding, you're doing business is to really have a strong polarizing personality. When I used to look at my YouTube, I used to see 100% likes. I didn't see no dislikes, no nothing. And it actually let me know I was doing something wrong. I was being too safe. You don't want people, if you got, you know, in, in, in relationships, you don't want people to just like you. You want people to love you, right? People that like you, you're just okay. We we can We can forget people that we like. Because now you're just in a realm of you're not disappointing me, you're 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 not showing me nothing new, you're not showing me nothing special, you're not saying nothing I never heard before. It's like a girl that's just she's pretty, but she's not gorgeous. She's not really standing out. That girl, the ugliest chick you ever seen before, and the most beautiful women you will remember both of them. You understand me? Now here's the thing about creating polarization. I, I ain't never heard nobody say it like that, but <laughs> that's an take. That's an interesting take. But you got to remember, as long as a person has hate for you or love for you, they have feelings for you, right? Hate and love are both strong emotions and they're both feelings. The goal to try to get, whether it's a brand, whether it's a business, whether it's your personal branding, is to get people to have feelings for you. If you don't feel anything, if you just like me, that's not no feelings. You just dislike me a little bit, that's not no feelings. But when you see something, then you hear something he said, man, I hate Rashad. Well, now you just call feelings for me, <laughs> right? Oh, man, I love Keith. now you just call feelings for me. Now that feelings I, is actually convertible. You understand me? It turns into views, which turns into money. It turns into, you know, multitude of different things. But if you just like or dislike a person, how many people that we pass up, how many posts we passed up, how many personalities, how many businesses we pass up, we didn't, we, we, didn't, we liked them. You know what I mean? We, we might have disliked them, but we didn't have any strong emotional connection towards them whatsoever. And so the most special people in the world, we either love or we hate. You understand me? And sometimes we hate that we love them. You understand me? And we hate that we hate them. Right? This is why Kanye West is either hated or loved. The Kardashians are hated or loved. Trump are hated or loved. Right? Obama is hated or loved. But these people have things in common, success. Right? And so we I, I just take into factor now, I'm not even trying to be liked or disliked. I want to be hated or loved. Cause I'm trying to get you to have feelings for me. So you have to be careful of the things that you have feelings for, because you may think you're hating on somebody right same thing a person thinks they hate their ex no you just have feelings for them but there's negative feelings and there's positive feelings but it's still feelings so there's 37 seconds left so before they
2: cut us off hate is a is a form of confused admiration and i say that to say you know watching the growth as far as being able to start a media company being able to educate people being able to get live event space the next phase that you're going to see the professional, the professional phase. We got, you know, this is the investment banking phase. This is the, this is the real estate mobile phase. So it's called stay tuned alert. Stay tuned.
5: Introducing wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone.